Hello everybody and welcome to the Filmmakers Roundtable Season 2 premiere. I'm Thomas. Yeah, I'm Dylan. Uh, I don't know what to say. It's been a while. I've had yeah. all this time to think about what to say when coming back for Season 2. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but... How um, you doing, Tom? I'm doing good. Uh, uh, stuff has happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, uh, uh, before we continue, uh... So, Ryan is going to come back for this season. He was going to uh, be appearing in this episode, but uh, he uh, his family stuff came up at the last minute. So, but, um, so, uh, and, next episode. out to Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, good, good, good thoughts, good vibes to him. Mm -hmm. So, um, but uh, why is he doing that? Um, but, um, yeah, so uh, next episode, uh, I guess, well, I guess we'll just say it already. We're going to do Avengers predictions. We were going to do it this episode, Avengers Endgame mm -hmm. predictions. We were going to do it this episode, but uh, I really want him to be on it. Ant-Man is going to crawl up Thanos' butt and expand. That is the only way that the Endgame could end. Oh, I, I, I can think of another way, but we'll, we'll <laughs> next episode, next episode. So. I, had to get, I had to get the meme in there somehow. <laughs> I, I suppose it could do that, but. Um, okay, what's well, um, right, so anyway, the, back to how we're to doing. The, back to how we're yeah. doing. I'm yes. doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, working on what? Are, also, what are we working on? Work, well, working on. I'm working on another documentary. So well, I, I mm -hmm. talked about this with you the last time we, last time I saw you. So um, uh, so I'm doing that. It's, uh, I'm not gonna say what it is right now, but um, it's. I think it'll be good. So I'm working on finding contacts right now and. Uh, scheduling interviews or well just meetings in general so gotcha but, um, yeah um let so, me know when you need help i'll come down there and help cool and um also uh i went to uh, don wetrick's uh star ed up meetings he had one down here in johnson county in Franklin. oh did he now yeah so uh at uh, just um right next door and above uh greek's pizza which is where we went afterwards. So really, yeah. So oh, not when was this? Like a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Like the pull up a calendar, the fourteenth. Yeah, March fourteenth. Wow. So, I need yeah. to go pay that man a visit sometime. Yeah. Well, uh, at dinner, uh, not that many people showed up. It was a couple of his, a couple of stu former students that worked for him, and just me and Ryan and. Uh, uh, the the middle school the the middle school um, or act the former middle school assistant principal, Mr. Really? Betts. Mr. Betts was his name. Mr. Betts, he was yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was awesome. I liked him in middle school. Yeah, a couple other guys, uh, a couple other guys from the city. So because they're talking about you know, you know, they're working on modernizing the city, so succeeding. So, but um, anyway, yeah. Um, but he did <laughs> remember that name, Don he, Wetrick. He's yeah. doing a lot of good things. Yeah, he did say um, uh, he did say that he wants to take a trip up to Lafayette and visit you. Yeah, he was talking about that, and I told him uh, just let me know whenever he's coming up, and he should be able to ride along with me on my job. Nice. So cool. Um, yeah, that's that's. Uh, all I've been working on. So I'm finishing up a book. That's what I've been working on for the past nice. two months. What kind of book? Oh, uh, it's a book that I wrote back in middle school. It's uh, there's a certain genre name for it, but it deals with vampires. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Not cool. the sparkly kind. Hmm. 
but yeah, I wrote it in middle school. Actually finished it before freshman year of high school or finished it during that year. But I went back on it. It was an absolute train wreck. <laughs> Granted, I did write it as a kid. Yeah. So I've decided to rewrite it, and it's been coming. I'm, I've been a lot. I've, I'm a lot more proud of this one. That's good to hear. So, mm-hmm. granted, it's a first draft, so it's a little rough around the edges, but I like where I'm going with it. Nice. So, um, also, I noticed uh, since you're not living at home anymore, you're working on your beard. Uh, yes, yes. I I discovered as uh, I discovered that when you shave, you don't have to shave everything. Yeah, <laughs> I, because I had the issue that I've got a neck beard, <laughs> yeah. so it dawned on me. Wait a minute, what if I just shave the neck? Oh my god, I look so much better. Yeah, <laughs> because I, I hate how my neck beard looks, and I think a lot of guys do. Yeah, I I hate it too. Like I'd often shave it. Well, there was one time I did like back when I had the full chin strap. I did like I. Uh, I shaved like the neck, but then I left like like a little groove here of hair. Uh-huh. I only I only I didn't even keep it for like twenty four hours. I was just like, oh, this is awful. Next morning I woke up, I shaved it off. So, <laughs> well, what also spurred me to grow this out was because at work we were having a best and worst mustache competition. Competition. <laughs> <laughs> My supervisor and a couple of others, uh, one of our producers and one of our photogs, uh, we were. Uh, hold on, give me a second. I need a. Close out of something or else I'm going to get uh, bugged with notifications on this. Cut this part right. out? Yeah. There so. we go. Now we won't be getting any notifications. But, yeah, they were getting together to see who could grow the best and worst mustache. <laughs> I think I'm – and because I started late, I think I'm going to win worst. <laughs> yeah, mustaches, are, they're, they're tough when it comes to beards. I think this is the longest I've kept the mustache, actually, since I have since I've ac- I accidentally shaved the chin strap. I grew the mustache out. I was like, hey, I've always wanted to go tea, so – um, now it's like really starting to come in. So shut up, eBay. <laughs> shut the fuck up, eBay. I just I sold my Kindle finally. So, but oh, you sold um, your Kindle, nice. Yeah, well, actually it was my grandfather's. But um, uh, anyway, beards. Uh, this is so ever since I grew this, I've been this. Yeah, this is the longest I've kept the mustache. I think usually used to I I grow it like for like I think most like three weeks i would keep it i was just like and then it would get like all itchy and then i'd shave it off so i still still trim you gotta groom that's another thing you gotta gotta learn you gotta groom i'm definitely at the itchy part with this but this is the longest my beard has been out and this is the longest the mustache has been out yeah Hmm. and i'm just waiting i'm gonna grow it out a bit more and see how well i look yeah well your first grow out isn't always the best so yeah, you're right about that. In fact, it never is. So gotta trim it up and so, groom it. You gotta take care so, of it. Yeah. So um, this uh, this book thought about how you're gonna distribute it. Well, ah, well, I've been thinking. I was thinking about going to a publishing house, but my girlfriend Amy, she just recently published a book via a self-publishing website. Really. Yeah, hmm. uh, it was for an assignment for school uh, for univer for for her university. She had to put to get put write a story that was so many words long, and they were going through this uh, website called uh, Blurb, Blurb.com. I 
pretty sure I'm pronouncing that correctly, but they publish a lot of things, art photography, magazines, fiction, children's books. It's the whole it's the whole deal, yeah. Send in your manuscript that you as completed and revised as you have it. Uh, input a photo that you want as the cover and they'll make copies for keepsakes or distribution. Nice. So that's, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Uh, got a couple ideas for a book, but uh, eh, I don't know. Um, actually, that kind of kind of spurs up a, a side thing I'm doing. Um, like a v- very very side thing I'm doing. It's something I touch up on here and there. But um, some people have asked if I'm ever gonna do Dark Force again. Do anything with Dark Force? And uh, for right now, um, no. It's Dark Force is over. Um, at least in terms of the old continuity I was doing, but um, and this is a very very big thought. Yeah, yeah, it's a very far side project, um, but and it's a far sighted project. Um, but actually, I would like to, um, I'd actually like to pitch it as a TV show. Mm-hmm. So like a HBO or Netflix show, so um, something like that, like. Ten episodes each, six, five or six seasons, um, kind of like Game of Thrones. But okay. um, I don't know. I have got, got characters. Some of the characters from the old is going to be in that one. But um, again, that's we're talking years and years in the future. So, so you're talking something like, like this, uh, somewhat of the same. Well, well, the same characters except with all the Star Wars attachments stripped away. No, no, something no. They'll like be that? no, no. They'll be. It's 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 a Star Wars show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, which we have one coming out this year. So, um, the Mandalorian show, which stars a, a character that you'll meet in Game of Thrones, uh, season four, I think. Uh, Pedro. I won't say his name, but um, uh, speaking of which, what is your status on Game of Thrones, young man? Piss poor. Have you gotten to episode nine of season one? I have not. <sighs> I've been literally scattered brain, man. Uh, uh, I, look, look, I know it's not an excuse. It's an explanation. I've been honestly feeling. <laughs> Ding. Shame. 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 Uh, yes. you, don't even know, you don't even know what I'm referencing. Shame. Shame. But you will. I will. You know what? I'm biting the bullet because it's Friday night after this. I'm just, I'm just going to binge the rest of the season one. Well, you only got two episodes left. Yeah. So you well, yeah well, you, either way well I don't know by chance do you have like Xfinity at where you live well I do well if only if only it was on Netflix yeah well it's not well no it's not on Netflix but I was just wondering because on Xfinity you can get it on demand so I found that out because we we got new cable boxes and everything or maybe I could drop a hundred bucks and get seasons one through seven on DVD at Best Buy yeah you could do that so. Because I was there uh, getting a gift from my brother. Yeah. Happy uh, happy late birthday, Bryce, since this comes yeah. out on Monday. Happy late birthday, Ryan, too. So mm-hmm. he's legal now. So. Oh. Wait. Wait, are you talking about 21 or 18? Yeah, 21. Okay. Okay. Oh, he's, uh, What's his first drink going to be? I don't know. <laughs> Probably that, that uh, a Blue Hope at the AMC Theater. But... Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so um, anything else you're working on, Do? Uh, just a lot of side projects. I've been wanting to get back into... Well, I haven't gotten out of comic, do- comic dubs and the, and the like, but 
and and readings as well. But I just noticed that last night when I was recording something that I had that loud hum. And for the folks who uh, don't know, before we did this episode, we were doing a lot of technical issues. We were dealing with a lot of uh, issues with our audio equipment. I had this loud hum that we were that was just in yeah. this, the, the usual hissing that you get with some microphones and depending on the environment that you record in like my studio right now is not the best for doing this kind of thing but i do have all the doors closed but you were getting this low not bassy hum but it was like something was running in the background right so and i seem to have found a way to fix it even though i don't have any uh noise canceling material in this room cool well actually before you say anything else yeah Technology, man. Technology. Technology. My, my monitor died. I don't have... I need to get an AC adapter for it. And I found out that it, that the image was pretty dark, so I had to change the image. So, first part of this video, it's going to be dark. Sorry. So, I like I don't I don't know about this like this whole setup. Like, because I just... It's just my window and everything's not much going on. So, but... Uh, I don't know. I like where my desk is, just so... Maybe I just need to find a better way to mount my camera. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Live and learn, man. Just yeah, it's, take it's, what you know from here perks, and it's improve next down, time. Downside of us being in different locations, you know, we don't have a studio anymore. So Yeah, it well, comes still, with the territory of living in a different city. It's just life, so. Yep. But anyway, so, um, yeah, anything else you want to say of what you're oh. working on? Just about, just a bunch of side projects, uh, ones that I've been meaning to get off the ground again, and others that have been in limbo before, technical yeah. reasons and the like, yeah. because the because the means that I wanted to do them with aren't the most secure way to do them without without giving too much away on one project. That's how I would describe the reason it's in limbo is because I need something for it to do. I need something to do it. But the yeah. means of getting it aren't the best secure, and they yeah. become extremely outdated. Yeah. So, I guess if there's nothing else to say, let's move on to, like, movies we've seen. Um, and uh, I've got... And when we do that, uh, I want to I wanna give a special shout-out to something. I, I shared it with you a little bit ago. Yes. The, <laughs> the... I don't know how I came across this. video is, like, 10 years old. I don't know how I came across it just now. Or just just today, actually. I nearly forgot about that yeah, the, when you, yeah, until you called, showed it to me. It's a live action after today from uh, the a goofy, goofy movie. movie. Yeah, so I don't which know. which I just how. found on DVD. Nice. And I so. just heard recently that they're going to put on Blu-ray. It's not on Blu-ray. No, the fuck. Yeah. Well, they are. I heard there were plans to do it. Okay, it better be on Blu-ray. So yeah. So I gotta pick that up. I haven't seen it in a long time. Like as a kid, that was the one Disney movie that I did not have. Yeah. I had to go to a babysitter in order to watch it. Yeah. I always had an extremely goofy movie. That's the one I had as a kid. But yeah, um, what Tom is talking about is a group of people, a group of friends, and a lot of people. A lot of people came together and made a shot-for-shot yeah. shot remake, live-action remake of the After Today segment in a goofy movie. Yeah. So. It, it is says, really well it put says together. Here, I, I actually, I found an article, uh, and had, the video is actually right here. Get off of there. Okay. Uh, this video required 100 bucks, borrowed camera, 90-plus supportive friends, and family, Final Cut Studio. <laughs> Does that even exist anymore? 
Probably in some bootleg or in some computer where it's still installed on. Yeah, six months of lining up all our free time and a lot of image earing. Image earing. So, but uh, yeah, and oh my god, it's like, and they have a they have a, a commentary track. I, I have watched that. Yeah, and it's like, oh my god, like it's just the dedication. It's like just the little details and the amount of effort that had to go into this. So, I'm like, just, like for example. They had to. They couldn't. They couldn't. They're. They're in, in the actual movie. There's a part where Max is going past these two people in that little musical bit, and there's a stop sign on the left side of the road. Yeah. Now, nowhere in America is that the case. Right. So they had to choreograph the scene to be flipped horizontally, to be mirrored horizontally. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a small effect, but it it looks pretty good. They even have um, the comic book. Yeah. Like it's it, and it is like to the T. It is so crazy, like how like weird planet, uh, sea people, uh, you need extra money, uh, or what whatever that ad was. Like it is crazy, and there's a little tribute to Ducktales. So, but man, it's like, and because you know here's you see these there's these videos all they come up all the time of like live action renditions of disney songs and you know mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. but they're you know just people in normal clothes and everything mm-hmm. and you know it's just by the numbers you know it's kind of like something you know somebody would blow off in fctv back in the day so like uh like it's just it's like a standard music video for like a pop rendition of a song of one of those songs something like that yeah, probably. Or, well, I mean, kind of like what Lou they, Albano did with uh, uh, "I Want to Be Like You" from the Jungle Book. Uh, yeah, something like that. So where the well, where the music video really didn't have anything to do with the original song, and it was just well, his cover. Well, more what I mean is, is just like you know they they just leap sync to the whole song and everything. Ah. So you know, you know, it's there's editing into it, but you know, you get the point. So. Yeah. Um, it's just get kind of pretty standard. Yeah. So. But yeah. But um, check it we, out, folks. Yeah, you really one. see the effort in this. Um, yeah, it's obviously it's low budget and everything, but you know they just got like like if they needed a school bus, you know they they just said, oh, we asked. So just you know I asked. So that is there's a charm inspired. to low budget. There is oh, a yeah. charm to it. Yeah. So. Um, and the actor they got to play him, play Max, is that his name? Yes, Max. Okay, okay. Maximilian good. Goof. Yeah, yeah, and perfect. Uh... Oh, and they got real pigeons. Yes, they did. I was like, and... I was rewatching that part. I'm like, those real pigeons? Those are real pigeons. Yeah, and <laughs> they just fly, and they did like one take of them flying up from that above shot. check it out people it's, yeah, it's very charming yeah, a lot you, of dedication and like what i love about that in the commentary track where they talked about how they wanted to start how they were going to initiate the uh, change from 2D to live action where they yeah. tried to get Tinkerbell to be it but they couldn't yeah. get it to look right so instead they went with the uh, part where goofy kisses max yeah so and they said that you know like teachers you know they show this in like their film and video production classes so 
That's crazy. We never that I never found that we never found this video during that time. So I can't remember when I found it, but it I think it would have had to have been when I was on a little bit of a Disney kick with their songs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this came out in December fifteenth, two thousand nine, and it has it has three point nine million views. So two thousand nine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nearly ten years old. So I'm old. I'm yeah. old. We're all old. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so, um, okay. Now, on to movies we've seen. Uh, so, what did you see prepared. during... I so kept what, my ticket stubs. Cool. <laughs> what did you see during the hiatus? What I saw during the hiatus outside... Uh, well, here are the ticket stubs of the stuff I've seen up here while in Lafayette. Well, let's go in uh, order. Uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly. That was one of the first movies that I saw here at the local theater, and when I found out that it plays uh, foreign and anime films, nice. it's awesome. I've heard I think, so. I know. It, it, it's, if you haven't seen it, go see it. If you like action, go see it. If you like Dragon Ball, go see it. I like like action. Never got into Dragon Ball, so. I, to each their own, man. I, I I like the appeal of Dragon Ball. That's like, it's just kind of it. It's just it's, I just find it kind of appealing. It's kind of just it's straightforward, but it's good fun. Nice. <laughs> and that's that's super. That's Dragon Ball Super Broly in a nutshell. Straightforward, super fun. Granted, it does suffer from. It doesn't suffer to a very heavily heavy degree of feeling like an extended episode of the show. Are you falling asleep? No, I'm not falling asleep. I'm trying to adjust my chair. There we go. Okay. Okay. Why'd you think I was home asleep? Because you, your head was going down to the desk, and I'm like, oh, he's he's doing one of these things again where he's going to edit it later. No, no I, w- I wasn't doing that. I was. <laughs> my chair has, like, a little thing where you, if you adjust it, you can, you know, stop the tilt, which I don't want to tilt right now. I got gotcha. you. The, the chairs at work, they have the same thing, and I sometimes actually get, accidentally get knocked out of it, and then I go yeah. flying back. Yeah. But yeah, it's straightforward. It's super fun. It does suffer a little from feeling like an extended episode of the current uh, Dragon Ball Super show that's going on right now. But I think that would be the one of two issues that I could see. Uh, some of the dialogue was only there to catch people up, and it at times it didn't feel organic. So that would be the only two things that I would say about that film. But it's awesome and it's fun. Get it on DVD this April. Cool. All right, so. next one I saw, Captain Marvel. I, I thought it was a. The, I also saw that. Yes, you did. We actually were talking about that in. We were talking about a little bit about that at Dairy Queen the last time I was down there. Yeah. Mhm. I thought it was a pretty good flick. It was all right. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I didn't. I don't. Know. No, it was a, It was a good flick. I just. I think everybody's kind of in the mood for Endgame. I think I think yeah. the fact that it's sandwiched between those two. Yeah. But we so. do have to establish Captain Marvel given Infinity War's ending, but I think we're feeling the effects of not only the fact that we're coming probably coming to the end of the trend of superhero movies, yeah. comic comic yeah. book superhero movies, but also the fact that Captain Marvel is sandwiched in between the Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. But all in all, still a good flick. I'd say give it a watch. Cool. Yeah, I'd say so too. But um, 
Yeah, and that's well, that's well, kind of goes in more to this in the next episode with Ryan. But it's like, where do you go after that? So, uh, I mean, we got Homecoming this year, and you know, and you know, there's like Dark Phoenix coming up, but that's X Men. X Men's its own thing. So, and they're saying that they're gonna. Uh, I there was a tweet from I think it's from a lady who is playing. Uh, oh, dang it, I can't remember her name. Uh, Jean, is it Jean? Yeah, Sophie okay. Turner. So Game of okay. she's in Game of Thrones. As she was saying, she was saying that this is going to be the Dark Phoenix arc from the originals done right. Hmm. Okay. I don't know anything about that, but anyway, uh, we'll that's uh, we'll talk about that on other episodes. So. Yep. Uh, so. Uh, I saw one more. One more. And that. And that was Captive State. I did not hear that. Yeah, I I only found out about its existence when my cousin came up here to visit. Well, came down here. He lives in Michigan. So he mm-hmm. came down here to visit, and we were going to go to the movies. We saw Captive State because everything else we had kind of seen. One film he was on the fence about because he thought it looked good, but it was kind of over-advertised mm-hmm. a little bit, so he wasn't entirely sure. So we went to Captive State, which we didn't know anything about. We hadn't seen any trailers or commercials like even on youtube i haven't seen any commercials for it but yeah it was actually pretty good it was actually a pretty good flick what's it about like what it's about essentially the it's essentially the world being conquered by aliens except we're allowed to have legislators like the aliens are basically the our overlords but each country has a collection of legislators that that communicate that report to these aliens about everything that's happening and the aliens are mining earth for its natural resources and captive huh. states refer so, to these so basically s- the reverse district nine yeah yeah kind of like that yeah now that you mentioned yeah i kind of really like district nine because a lot of the places have been reduced to slums and then they've got these yeah very much opposite because instead of a slum being walled off it's a whole city where it's just nothing but mining, hmm. mining facilities for the aliens. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, hmm. it's got John Goodman in it. Ah. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately don't know the names of the other actors. Uh, not anyone that I recognized. Um, let me pull that up real quick. Huh, that's odd. Well, uh, we got uh, Madeline Buer, John Goodman, as I said, Ashton Sanders, and Vera Varminga. I, uh, outside of John Goodman, I am not familiar with any of. I'm not familiar with any of those actors. But there is one person that I am familiar with, and I'm kind of surprised that he was in it. Who's that? Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. He's a he. Uh, for those who are, <laughs> for those who are. Uh, well versed in their rappers machine gun kelly famously did a diss track on eminem and then eminem fired back and huh. that's i think that's uh, he machine gun kelly's like i i believe he's an uh, more of an underground rapper he's not he's not too mainstream yeah. so he took a he took a shot at eminem and that was what put him on the map for a while until eminem dissed him dissed him back so i didn't know he was an actor like hmm. I've, I could have sworn that I, like I, I remember I remember watching the diss video out of curiosity. 
Mm-hmm. Because I, I listened to a little bit of Eminem here and there. So I figured I would have recognized him, but I didn't. Hmm. Uh, I just found the the Captive State on the AMC website, so... You're going to go give it a look? A look? Might just do that, so... That I thought it was pretty interesting. So, um, so yeah. So that, that's the movies you've seen? Yeah, outside so. of... Oh, one more. Okay, actually, just one more. Last one I'm going to talk about. I just saw Galaxy Quest at the Artcraft Theater. I did see that. Not at the Artcraft, but I did... I, I, I knew it was coming out, so I was just like, okay, I'm going to uh, watch this. So uh, I, I actually saw it at my girlfriend's house, so... But, uh, so. We are people from the Theremin, Empire, Theremin race, and we need your help. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember seeing the commercials on VHS tapes that I had as a kid for certain movies. I can't tell you which tapes because it's been so goddamn long. But I always yeah. remember those commercials for that movie. Yeah. And it's like, how come I never watched this before? This is amazing. This is funny. Yeah, it was, like, it was it's hilarious. A, it's like like space balls. You watch a hundred times. It, exactly, and like when uh, you should have been there at the theater, man. Yeah, like there were a ton of people there. Whenever I bet. The, uh, never surrender. Never, never, never say die. Never surrender. Like every time that was said in the movie, the people would chant that. The entire theater would say that. Like they were all for it, man. It, that is it was awesome. It's like the clean version of going to see rock uh the rocky horror picture show because <laughs> huh. the, uh, because for those who don't know showings of rocky horror rocky horror picture show are infamously crazy like people are up on people are up in front of the screen reenacting scenes as they play out on the screen everybody's dressed up my dad has been to one of those midnight premieres once huh wow nice. yep but yeah uh, but what but yeah galaxy quest it's like it's hilarious. It works. Alan Rickman as a as a, as a British thespian theater actor who is above what he is doing, and that's not too far off from the actual reality. <laughs> Alan Rickman did not like sci-fi as a genre, but you know why he did the movie? Why he he found the script hilarious, huh? And it works. Interesting. And then you got you got funny man Tim Allen. Yeah. It was always a treat to see in movie roles. Yeah. And then Sigourney Weaver. It's like, she's in this? And she's really good. Hmm. Like, like she's, yeah. Sigourney Weaver is another one of those actors. When you see her, you're like, I know I'm going to get a good performance out of her. But then you yeah. find out, she's in this? Well, <laughs> hot damn. Yeah. What I love about it, like, uh, like the bad guys in this movie... They're not CG. They're practical puppets, like full body suits with puppet puppetry to them. And 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 I like this little thing that they did when they show the TV show in the universe of the movie. Like the CGI is terrible, right? But it makes all the rest of the CGI and the rest of the movie look really good by comparison. I thought that is that is a good trick right there. (laughs) Like make your prop up your cgi by giving people another comparison of something that looks really bad yeah it's like that is awesome like that is clever good on you yeah Yeah. and it's like and i can't say this enough it's hilarious (laughs) it's like i was laughing out i was laughing out loud in the theater 
Yeah. I want to get that. I want to. I'm gonna go to the record shop here in Lafayette and see if I can find that on DVD. I I need that movie in my collection, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, aside from that, um, that's the so, movies I've seen. What so, have you seen, my man? So, um, I don't know if I talked about. Uh, I haven't seen too much uh, aside from Captain Marvel and Galaxy Quest. Um, time is just you know not permitted, but um, life happens. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I don't know if I talked to you uh, much about it. Off the autopsy of Jane Doe. You did. You have mentioned that to me that you were yeah. really impressed with that. You were actually yeah. unnerved. Yeah, I was actually scared. Like, oh shit, this is this is um, this. Whew. And for so, reference, for those who have listened to this podcast, he's not he's not really a good, a huge fan of horror. This no. means something. Yeah, it's like because usually um, usually I just find that they're just cheap, you know. Because the, the the last horror movie I saw was we, we both saw it. Uh, Don't breathe, and mm-hmm. I was just like, yep, no, don't like that. And it, it was crazy is that everybody else loves that movie, and that's fine. That's totally cool, but. Good lord, it's like, like, even people like, 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 Red Letter Media, uh, you know, and James Rolfe, the people I thought that would be the most critical of that movie, you know, they always like, oh, I really like it, and I'm like, huh. Okay. You're in the situation of every Beavis and Butthead fan who, all the critics love that movie, uh, love Do America, you're in that position, my friend, or, or something like that. But, well, I've, I've never seen Do America, but... Well, I'm I'm just talking about the situation that the critics, you figured wouldn't love it, but they did. I mean, I didn't think critics would hate it, but it's just like you know, for for how much it's being hyped up, you know, because they were saying like, oh, it's one of the best, most original horror movies that have come out in the past decade. And I thought it had some clever elements to it. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And I think you and I agree that the twist of that movie is like, yeah, we we talked about this in like what the first episode we ever did. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the first episode of the first season. Yeah, we did. Where the twist wasn't really a twist if you follow it, followed the logic of the of the antagonist. Yeah, I mean it, it was it was unnerving. I'll oh, give yeah. it that, but not really a twist. It's like, no, I could see that. Yeah. You know? but we've talked about that in length. Yeah. So. Oh my God, Madman! Shut up! So. Madman. Madman, Lossy, Madman. It's not the thing. Okay, so other know, than it's, that, it's sung to the tune of it. Okay, so other than that, if there's nothing else, uh, let's move on to our main topic for the day, or I guess our final topic for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we're gonna do another rendition of box office crunching. So ba, 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 ba. box office crunching. Before we now. We're going to do the winter, spring, winter, mostly holiday season 2018, and uh, spring of 2019. Before we get to that, I want to just give an update on the last uh, box office crunch we did, Um, and that is uh, eighth grade. Um, We didn't uh, give like a full budget on that because we couldn't, because I couldn't find any sort of... uh, source confirming what no, the budget no, was but, but now i do and I, I i believe i sent it to you you did i told it to you the budget was only two million dollars so now okay only two million dollars but 
you got to put that in perspective. The the budgets for an average film, uh, Sundance and South by Southwest, it's like two hundred thousand to five million, so up to five million. So you know, it's it's about in the range. Um, so that was pretty good. Um, now, of course, you know we don't know how many films of those get accepted or not. Of course. But, um, of course. But still, that's pretty good. Um, so yeah, yeah, two million dollars um, with the domestic gross of thirteen point five million and uh, profit eleven point five million dollars. So it did pretty well for an independent film that got a limited release. So of course. So, but um, yeah. So um, okay, let's move on to the winter spring box office. Surprise crunching. me. I'm ready to be yeah. surprised. Yes. We'll do this we'll do uh this uh like every season or so. Um like maybe next well next season we'll cover the summer movies that are coming out. Um but um yeah. So winter spring like I said mostly holiday season 2018 and spring 2019. So just movies that have just coming out this past few months. Okay. So I have Ten movies, or nine movies, so <laughs> nine movies. Uh, so, and um, what film do you think that, have, that has come out so far in this time period uh, has bombed? So, or actually, uh, before we say that, uh, remember our our, our ground rules. Um, we take the production budget, times it by two for marketing. And then take the worldwide gross, and then divide that up, and then see if it gets a profit or loss. So, of course, um, not the case with every movie. It may it's a they're approximate numbers, but um, it's a good good rule of thumb. So, anyway, so anyway, um, what movie do you think uh, that has come out in this time period has bombed? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Hmm. Mm. Mm. That is bombed in like a time span, maybe the last five months, roughly. Uh, yeah, ho- like holiday season to just now. So, um, and by the way, movies that you know most people would know of. Um, anticipating. The Grinch. Mm, I don't the have Grinch. numbers. For, I don't have numbers for that, but I don't think that bombed. I think I don't. I don't think it was very high, but I don't think it tanked. So, hmm. I only have one film on here that that bombed that that I think would that I want to bring up. So, hmm. I'll just say it. Go ahead. The Lego Movie Two. I can see that. Yeah. So, uh, because people hun- pe- people were talking about when that movie came out that it wasn't doing well at the box office. Yeah. And a lot of people threw out the uh, the suggestion that people are kind of getting tired of that kind of humor, uh, like that dry, off-color, meta kind of humor. Uh, I don't know about that, um, but I don't know. I haven't seen it. I'll be honest. But um, anyway, I it was so a good flick. B- b- budget of one hundred and seventy-one million dollars. Mm-hmm. So uh, times that by two, three hundred forty-three million. And then the total worldwide gross of only $179 million. So, and a projected loss of $164 million. Uh, so that that's the one film that I have on here that 
you know, is worth bringing up that lost money. But everything else made money. Okay. So, um, there's one film I want to talk about uh, that everybody misconceived as a flop, and that's Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, that was actually... I thought that... Yeah, I, I didn't think that flop... Well, no... Uh, my personal opinion side, I've, I, I thought that movie was pretty cool, mm-hmm. uh, but I heard from what from the from the talk that I was seeing on social media, like Twitter, I saw people who were really enjoying it. Like, yeah. people were saying that it was better than Captain Marvel in some circles. Yeah, that and that, that's another thing we'll talk about. But um, the 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 but 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 everybody says it's a uh, budget of one hundred seventy million dollars. Uh, 340 with marketing and total worldwide gross of 394 million dollars uh, profit of 54 million so very small profit yeah. um, but uh, so everybody says it's a flop it's not entirely true if you just look at but domestically which I have uh, numbers here for domestically it made only 82 million here in the United States 82 million yeah okay so, but overseas, be it China or wherever, uh, $312 million. That's what they were saying. China's the, China's the new market. Yeah. We don't, we don't know what's going to be a big success over there, but people are trying, people are gunning for that Chinese market. Whether it was China, and there's a couple other films on here that, that fit that, but, um, mm-hmm. besides the point, uh, so, yeah, so that, that's interesting. Uh, we'll come back to Alita, and, but, um. Uh, good, good to hear about James Cameron having a hit like that under yeah. his belt. And Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had one in a while after Sin City 2. Yep. And so anyway, uh, so how to train your Dragon 3. I saw that in theaters, actually. Nice. And I have not seen any of the first two. Yeah, so uh, $129 million, 258 with marketing. And then a worldwide gross of four hundred sixty-six million, profit four hundred forty million dollars. So, that made money. Yep. Um, glass. Okay, glass. I so, heard a lot of people were pretty decisive about this one. Yeah, budget of uh, only twenty million dollars. Twenty million. So uh, forty million marketing, mm-hmm. and then total worldwide gross of two hundred forty-six million. Profit three hundred ninety six million. Nice. So that yeah, good. That, that is good. Yeah, um, but I've heard critically people were pretty decisive about that one. Like I've got yeah. a guy here at work, big film nut. I'll have to introduce you to him. Yeah. But he was really looking forward to that because he loved he loved Unbreakable, he loved Split, and he was really looking forward to this. And then he was like. Nah. So that's how pe- people either loved it or they didn't. That's what I've been getting. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh, this is this is this is we, not a surprise. Then we did see that. Yeah, uh, this is budget, not a surprise. Budget actually was only ninety million dollars. So really, um, yeah, uh, one eighty with marketing and worldwide gross three hundred seventy million. Profit $190 million. Which apparently it was enough to warrant, uh, because they are doing more of those movies. I'm I'm up for that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. In in that style, I'm up for it. 
So Captain Marvel, uh, budget is, I've done calculations for both ranges, budget between 152 to 175 million, so 304 or 350 with marketing, and then uh, total worldwide gross of 789 million dollars. Uh, profit between 485 and 439 million dollars. So, yeah. Um, now, the last two films I want to bring up are uh, Bumblebee, actually. So, which I did see shortly after it came out. Haven't not seen it. I do. I I think I probably will get it on Blu-ray or at least give it a rent, which is more than I can say for the other films. Yeah, but, um, I think Bumblebee. I think you might be a little bit surprised with Bumblebee. Right. Okay, uh, the but, way I the way I would put it, it has. There were parts that I knew Michael Bay had his finger. You could see his fingerprints, but they weren't all over. That's how right. I would describe it. Well, anyway, um, uh, budget actually surprised me. Uh, budget was only one hundred thirty-five million dollars. Really? So, uh, two seventy with marketing, and then total gross four hundred sixty-two million, profit one hundred ninety-two million. So nice. and that that surprised me with the budget because usually the budget for those films is well because I mean that that. That's lower than even the first one. The first one had a uh, hundred fifty million dollar budget, and then the rest have been at least two hundred million dollars. So well, you got to is... get all those explosions in there. Oh god. Um, and then the and then the the worldwide gross uh, also is worth noting because the the uh, I believe the. Third one, Dark of the Moon, the war- that is the worst title in the history of film, and it's uh, like they could, it's like they couldn't say Dark Side of the they could, it's like they couldn't say Dark Side of the Moon. Wait, is that out? Yeah, it is called. Okay, yeah, I was thinking of the Pink. It was like they can't call it that because of the Pink Floyd album. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, they could have referenced Pink Floyd in that. They probably could have, but anyway, uh, um. But anyway, the third one and Age of Extinction, those made, those gross like one point something, those gross like a billion dollars. So, and then, yeah, and then uh, the last night, I think did like 800 million, and then this one did half of that. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of telling. Hopefully the reign of these movies are almost over. So. I thought they were over when we lost. Uh, well, no, I thought they were over when we had Marky Mark as our one of our main pro tags. Well, because I because I remember but the they originals. Still kept, but they still kept making them. Uh, of when, course, of course. You mean but... when we lost Shia? <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought. Uh, yeah, I thought because I because I thought they didn't get as much coverage when Shia left. Yeah. Because when the first one came out, that was an event. Second yeah. one, somewhat of an event. Then the third one, just the things kind of tapered off after a while. Yeah. So but, I um, always assumed that the rain ended when things started to taper off coverage-wise. Yeah. And the meme, Michael Bay loves his explosion, was born. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah. That's, that's how it is, so... Yeah. We'll see. We'll just see what the other films get. So, anyway, the last one we'll talk about Aquaman. Uh, budget uh, also has a range between 160 and 200 million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, 320 
320 400 marketing and then a total worldwide gross 1.14 billion dollars Oh, hot damn, DC. Yeah, profit... You're doing good. Yeah, profit between 744 and 824 million. Now, I wanted to bring this up because both the, the worldwide gross and the profit is nearly double of Batman v Superman. Yeah, Batman v Superman grossed about $830 million. Uh... And then profit of I think four hundred million, so yeah, so so like I said, both the profit and the gross doubled. So Batman v Superman, the the movie that was then that was made more than Batman v Superman, that was supposed to be the biggest movie ever. So yeah, isn't that ironic? That's like, yeah, yeah. They, look, uh, uh, Aquaman. Aquaman beat so. out both not all, not just Superman, not just Batman, both. Yeah, and including yeah. Wonder Woman too. Yeah, I, I I don't know what Wonder Woman did. So, um, it, she infiltrated Bruce Banner's servers and got information. <laughs> no, I meant I, I meant the movie. I, I meant Bruce Wayne's server. I don't know what that. Did. Oh, oh you're talking. Oh, you're, oh, yeah. I was yeah, talking about. B, I was talking about BVC, B, BVS. Right, I wasn't right. talking about her movie, which I don't know how that did. Mm-hmm. Well, I know it did critically. It did well, but I, uh, box office wise, I don't know. Yeah. So that that is interesting. So, like Aquaman, like we have <laughs> beats out soups Act- and bats. Yeah, it's like Aquaman. Somewhere like, he- Brandon is fuming. <laughs> because somebody because Aquaman beat out the Batman. Yeah, we we got the guy that spawned the guy that beat Batman v Superman is also the guy that spawned Activate Torpedo Mode. Oh yeah <laughs> What a time to be alive, man. If 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 you wanna grow up big and strong like me you gotta make room for seconds. <laughs> Oh man, I, oh. <laughs> I was about uh, to say something sad, but I don't want to. Uh, oh, you, uh, the actor. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Godspeed, you magnificent bastard. Yeah. <sighs> well, um, okay. Uh, Wonder Woman did eight hundred and two million at the box office budget between one hundred and twenty hundred and fifty million. So, yeah, actually, it still probably didn't. A little bit better than Batman v Superman, so, but yeah. Well, how about that? <laughs> yeah, so it's it's crazy. So, but um, yeah, this really shows that um, where we are with movies. So, and uh, so you know, this really kind of the ages. This decade was really just superheroes. So it was. So and um, I'll go a little bit more into this in the next episode, but it's like. I don't know about you, man. I'm ready for a break. I think it's time. Yeah, it's time people... to let, let you know. Let's can we keep it to like one movie per franchise per year? You know, you know, like one X Men movie, one Marvel, one DC movie. You know, can we you know just go back to that? You know, folks are saying we're starting to feel the effects of superhero uh, fatigue. Uh, I've been feeling it for years, man. I mean, I still enjoy them. I still see them, but oh boy, it's been. 
Ugh, it was it was rough. So I think it's let's let the the dramas and the comedies come back to the limelight. The let's let a comedy and... win a, an Academy Award. Yeah, let, yeah. Like, let's see something like that. Yeah, yeah. And the Red Letter Media was talking about this in their latest episode of Half in the Bag, and um, saying like even like like the Judd Apatow movies and uh, the comedies and the other dramas, you know, haven't really gotten all that much attention you know and they talked about uh was it pendleton um on a you know it was it was a movie on netflix you know that they had to seek out so okay that they'd never heard of so i i, I want to check that out so might nice. talk about that next but um yeah it's it's crazy so um you I, know what i, I want to see again what do you want to see again like i want to see i i know you're not a fan of the genre but i want to see the horror genre get another academy award to something because horror has only ever gotten an academy award for the special effects in an american werewolf in london yeah, yeah. that was the only time well, the horror well, genre has been nominated for that well, that, well that's kind of the only other thing that's really spawned this decade oh, wait i'm wrong exorcist movies. exorcist i forgot about that exorcist was nominated as well yeah well well yeah horror movies they've also boomed in the past few years so um which is you know it's fine but it's you know it's, you know superheroes they've had their time and they've yeah. they've really they've bounced back from the horror year from the dark ages trends the, come and go that's what yeah, people say yeah so I, yeah like I said, time for you know let's let the other you know other genres come back in and you know sweep let's just hope we never let's just hope we never see shaquille o'neal dressed up in a plastic I'm, suit saying i've never made these three times yeah, <laughs> so, but no, Shazam. That's one I, I I don't know. You mean Kazam? No, Shazam. That's coming out this year. Oh yeah, Shazam. Oh, I thought you were talking about that uh, uh, Mandela-induced movie with. Uh... <laughs> no, we don't. We don't talk about that movie, Dale. Okay, we don't. But anyway, um, because it never existed. No. Um, yeah, I'm the, I don't know. I don't. I might set that one out. I. I. I, I don't. I. I. I think I made made this joke to you last time I saw you, but uh, he, he the guy just looks like Jimmy Fallon, and I. I don't hate Jimmy Fallon, but you know it's just like that's not what I think of when I think of like this kind of superhero. Do Do you know anything about Shazam? Uh, I know the only thing about Shazam that I know is that he's a kid turns into a big superhero when he says Shazam and that's about it mm. I can I can I, feel I, 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 I guess there is, there is a fan base for it so well there's a big well any character from DC or Marvel even some of their secondary B yeah. characters have some fans to them I guess that's kind of the only direction they can go from now on I mean there's no way I mean, I'll bring this up in the next episode, but there's no way they're going to top Endgame in Infinity War. Unless they really have the balls to do something super, super drastic. Like, the ultimate gamble. You know, but I just don't, I don't think that's going to happen. So, well, but, I don't know, only time will tell. Yeah. So, um. And also, like, I think we commented on about this when we were at Dairy Queen having a blizzard talking about this. Yeah. Uh. You can feel the influence of Deadpool. Yeah. Shazam. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did mention that. Yeah. I, 
it may it may be just us projecting onto it, but I do get a kind of a Deadpool vibe from how the ki- the kid is acting. Yeah, just how both he and Shazam are written. Yeah, and I also talked about how Shazam is the superhero version of Big. Yeah. Um, Think about it. Yeah. Think oh, no, about I it. it so. But um, I don't know. So. Well, I guess I don't think if there's anything else. Um, I've got nothing else, my man. No, I got nothing else. Outside of other movies that I've I guess, gotten on I guess DVD. Will, yeah, I guess this will be a to be continued for to episode con- two of season two. To so. be continued. So, well, folks, thanks for listening to the season two premiere of the Filmmakers Roundtable, the podcast dedicated to films, filmmaking, and getting insight from filmmakers working in the industry. Yes, if, no, please, leave your feedback in the comments below, and be sure to check out any links that are in the description below to our Twitters, our YouTube pages, and anything that we talk about, articles, videos, or what have you, please go check them out. Leave your feedback in the comments below, because the only way we can, pr- in a, we can improve is by what we notice in looking back on these episodes and what you guys let us know about. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us today. This is, uh, this is Tom and Dylan. Signing out.